0: Still says,
1: anybody's got a little clock ticking beside the uh, blue recording thing? It says we're live. Okay. okay. All right. Wait a minute, no, it's still zero <laughs> Well, we'll just take a chance and assume that it's on, and we'll
2: we'll go for it. So this is uh, in the u s of uh, the Friday evening call, and we have just um, experienced a a marvelous, long, probably four act play of Shakespeare and that it was well played and everyone was an actor and everyone played their part perfectly. Um, And psychologists have been um, examining these old stories, these Shakespearean plays and and these Greek uh, comedies and tragedies and whatnot like that, and learned a lot about human behavior the way that it just is. That we play out these kind of dramas and that uh, uh, eric byrne was quite good at it in the sense that he had this thing called games people play and that the games that people habitually play when someone keeps playing the same game over and over again it kind of becomes a life script but whenever there's games afoot everyone that's uh, around is in the game and becomes a player of the game, unless they can identify that this is a game, that this is a show. Okay. Right. Now, uh, in in this particular show, um the star of the show. Actually, there was a protagonist and an antagonist. That's quite common. Go look at about half the movies, and you'll find this duo setup. Um, And not only that, but always the villain is marked that way because of the way that he shaves, the way that he wears a beard, the way that he dresses, what kind of accident like Eastern European or something. And that defines him as the villain. That's just very common. And uh, the protagonist in this case is the story of what you would call a fallen angel. That Scott was there to do his job and in everybody's case blew it. And in fact, now Scott has become the star of the show. And that uh, uh, I have been merely watching this play out because I, uh, to be honest with you, I've been kind of looking for an event something like this in in the sense that it gives everybody a wake up for each one of us to see
1: our own parts in this play hey corey glad to see you
2: and so um basically what we can say is is that when uh this issue of a top dog underdog and that scott felt like the underdog he felt trapped and so he fought back in an instinctual way that was really quite offensive to everybody uh in including himself and um one of the things that i saw in that was kind of everybody piling on. The whole peanut gallery jumped on the stage. It was that good of a play. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, in in that way, um, no one actually woke up and came into it from a perspective of and we can use it from the term uh uh the Socratic method of starting to ask questions to get people to look at what's going on here. And nobody did that. Everybody played their part, walking away muttering uh under their breath that either this guy or that guy is the villain. To where in fact the villain lies elsewhere. If there is a villain and that, uh, basically what we can say is, is that we, uh, Scott's going to be coming on soon enough. And when he does, we can ask him now the questions that we could have asked him that would have brought him up by the short
1: hairs, something really simple. Like Scott, are you angry? What's going on, bro?
2: But oh no, (laughs) nobody did that. Everybody kind of piled on. And I don't blame you. I mean, the language that he was using was the language of uh, a cornered animal. Because that's how he felt. He felt ganged up on. He felt bullied. And that's interesting because he's already begun to deal with that to the level of being a referee so that he can handle bullies pretty well, just not this time. And, um, that I would like, uh, first off to introduce Robert. Robert's got some things to say. He's got his perspective, uh, uh, on, on what happened. And, uh, he's asked to, to read it and I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. But first I'd like to tell an old story. Perhaps any of you have heard of Est or Lifespring. These were um, therapy group kind of things you paid for and you went to an event. And they would uh, put people and whole groups of people in situations uh, for, for their growth. Well, I'd already been in this game for probably a whole lot longer than anybody else in the building. And uh, one of the little things that they had was they called lifeboat to where the the ship is sinking and there's not enough lifeboats around. And everybody's got to stand up and give a reason why they should be on that lifeboat. And then they're going to vote and there's going to be some people that are not left in the lifeboat. All right. So they're actually creating artificial tragedy situations and when it came my time i stood up and i says i am the captain i am the captain of this ship i'm going down with it and they didn't like that at all i didn't play their game well that was one of the things that happened the other thing that happened was that um they divided us up and had a little game to play to where if both sides are antagonistic towards each other, they come to an agreement that is beneficial. Or if they have peace on both sides, then the gains are better. But if they have it so that one is antagonistic, and the other one is uh, passive, then the uh, antagonistic gets all of the money, all of the points in this game and uh, the other side is defeated. So it's either a draw, a draw, or a win-lose. And I kind of talked my side into, let's do the, uh, the meta. Let's do the easy way out. Because I knew as a game, nobody's going to win or lose anything in reality other than the ego of who's got what points. And the other side chose uh, the warfare and they got all the points, and they were yelling and screaming and dancing all over the place. I mean, this was psychology in the 1970s. I mean, it looked a whole lot like um, uh, the Holy Rollers or Pentecostal <laughs> Christians <laughs> sometimes. So that set things up. So later, there was a um, um, a test that they gave to, to says, "You've been here now for, for Saturday and Sunday. This is Sunday afternoon." You have someone that you don't like, and it's time for you to get up and go get it off your chest and, and you have to do this with three people. And so people were milling around and milling around and going from little small group and whatnot like that, cause they knew each other in, in, in many ways. but well, what began to happen was a great big group around me, each one of them taking their time to dump. About 75 of them, in a great big group. I remember it well, because it was one of the high points of my life. When I recognized that this is an artificial situation. This is not me. They do not know who I am. They are dumping because they were told to dump. That this would never have happened in society. And that I looked like an easy, delicious target. And I
0: was,
2: (laughs) but one of the things that came out of that was what Robert is kind of referring to now is if I can handle that, I can handle anything. Even though I really haven't been tested on anything yet, not everything that most of the tests that I've actually had to endure were artificial. There were setups. There were games people were playing. I had no real reality to it. That in fact, all of those people that were around me wanted to dump on me, not one of them had a knife or a pitchfork. That <laughs> uh, the scene very much looked like uh, um, the uh, the novel from the late 1800s uh, uh, i think harriet Beecher's store frankenstein and at the end of it the entire village each one of them individually was afraid but then when it became a mob it became a mob mentality and now they're on the attack but the attack that they were in was artificial and i could tell that that these were not really On the attack, that I was not in the wilderness with a bunch of Aborigines or uh, something, uh, all of them, you know, armed, etc. And these situations are artificial.
3: And the the game. you you had the recognition that you were already okay.
2: Yeah, I I guess that that was the kind of the coming out party.
3: You know what? Remember when I was telling you about. that one day when there is the uh the argument and I felt just (laughs) really it it was almost like a liberating experience uh I don't know how much detail we want to get into it on this call but I think you might remember when I mentioned that to you it feels very familiar to what you're saying here
0: Mm -hmm.
3: resonates with me
2: yeah that you can that this 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 happening is not real The people who were yelling at me, it's not me. They don't know who I am and I don't even have to straighten them out about that. That this is very much about learning how to play mental dodgeball. Just be able to get out of the way. And that didn't happen this time, (laughs) big time. So uh, uh, I'm going to uh, hand it over to Robert now. And that i've told my story about um uh kind of <laughs> a second birth or popping out or coming into the reality that almost everything that we think is real <laughs> this is not real folks
1: <laughs> go for it robert
4: sure so before i read what i wrote i'm just going to give a little summary of you know what i went through this week so this was also a, a liberating week for me. This was actually a great week for me. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I definitely came out ahead because of what happened. And, you know, the first thing I want to say is. One of uh, my one of the so the way it was set up, there was three gurus in this situation,
0: <laughs> you know, there
4: was there was three gurus walking into a bar, right?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, And um, there was Artem, there was Scott, and there was D'Amorado. And all three have shown clay feet in different situations. You know, so Artem, I never really, I read some of his writing and stuff. I haven't really found it interesting. And I think being aggressive with other people um, isn't really consistent with the true nature of reality, right? Scott and how he reacted um obviously showed some pretty great and some pretty clay feet, you know, and Dom Murado I've talked to before in the past about his own clay feet. And I've had gurus before that that I've seen had clay feet. And it's funny because someone called me Bad today, ankle. the other rock. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Just bad. There you go. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so the
4: other Robert called me today, and he was asking me questions, like I was a guru. And then I realized, in his asking me questions, you know, I've never thought of myself as a guru, and then it caused me to reflect on my life, and. I've accomplished a lot, you know, I've had a pretty tremendous life, you know, by investigating, by blocking my own path. You know, I went to an Ivy League school, I have a great job, you know, I have a beautiful wife and a beautiful child. And I'm proud of my life. You know, and I don't need a girl, you know, I don't need someone to take care of me. (laughs) And that's
1: when I then wrote this. Which I posted in the sangha. I don't need a guru. We don't need a guru. No
4: one needs a guru. If we investigate, we can be our own gurus. I feel that very strongly right now. The Buddha is someone that investigated for himself. He thought for himself. He didn't rely on someone to think for him. He experimented for himself. I admire that mentality. But even the Buddha, I do not take for a guru. I will investigate for myself. People that feel that they need a gurus are people that had difficult childhoods. The guru becomes a parentified figure for the devotee and the devotee becomes childlike. The guru may introduce some ideas that can be helpful for the devotee. But ultimately, the devotee needs to let go of the guru in order to spiritually mature. Otherwise, they will remain a child. Some do for many, many years. What they really need is not the guru but to grow up and learn to take care of themselves they need to investigate for themselves they need to examine and experiment for themselves the process must be constant and ongoing or else they will remain a child the only real guru is life the tool for understanding that guru is investigation life is the only guru i will follow An investigation is the only path I will follow.
1: May that lead me, may they lead me where they may. Sounds like you've been digging stuff out of the conversations
2: we've had.
3: (laughs) Great stuff, Robert. I like that.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds exactly
3: like Sounds like exactly what the group is telling you the entire time, basically, but you don't listen. You just remain a child.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it has been absolutely marvelous guys to see my friends grow up and mature into full adults right before my eyes and I have seen that. Time after time, congratulations, Robert. This is it. In fact, you could go so far as to quote the last thing the Buddha said on his last breath. Does anybody know what
1: it was? Basically it's, hey man, you're on your own.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: The Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha still exists, but only within the hearts. That, in fact, that was a big problem the Buddha had, was that people were sucking his thumb, sucking his finger, rather than looking at where he was pointing. I try to be really slimy about that, hard to pin down as a guru. I keep wanting to tell people that I don't want to even be a guru. That's, you know, a a target, (laughs) huh? What a mess. And in fact, I've been uh, been targeted, been drawing targets, even though there's nothing much to target here. Um, and and so um, this would be a good point to touch on, Robert. I'm really pleased that you've gotten this out of it because you've been on your own all of this time kind of looking for something magic, something daddy, something authority, something Jewish, something uh, um, married with kids, something with you know, and that actually what happens is is that in this particular um, uh, stage play of Shakespeare, you took on the uh, part that landed flat on your face. and you picked yourself up, dusted yourself off and now you're boogieing and I get it. (laughs) And sometimes it takes those kind of uh, uh, disasters. uh, To happen. And so um, let's go into um, kind of the play itself uh, from the Eric Byrne position of games people play Now, uh, you could say that there are a couple of games that this thing fits into. One is called, let's pull a fast one on Joey. And so there's the protagonist wanting to pull a fast one on Scott. Or the other way of, of doing it would be, let's you and him fight. And so somebody standing there while the proposed bully is in the fight against the protagonist. Um, it, it, it's almost like that, uh, that, it's kind of a Lieutenant or let us say a bar bouncer. And so the bar, the bouncer is the one who is the thug the bully the strong man uh in this case the the strong mouth the strong personality but he's not the bar owner he's not the one that brought this um bully into the scene so uh actually Robert thanks for mentioning the three but I would like to point out that there's no there's actually four there's another player in there and that other player is the one who brought this thing together because he's got a point to make. And the point that he's making is, is that nobody listens to me. Nobody cares. Um, And he winds up in a state of argument about it. And so this is just, the latest stage of this growing argument, this game of yes, but has now turned into a game from yes, but into the game of let's <clears throat> let's you and him fight. Except that um, why they chose Scott to do this with, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe it was just a matter of timing or maybe they thought that they could, they could pull him down and yeah. He could
3: available target
2: <laughs> yeah right he was the first available <laughs> the right target. at
3: the right time <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. but but there was other issues involved and that is is that normally when the bully has his strong man he actually wants the third side kick that many times bullies operate in threes or more have you ever heard of that, uh, Dr. Susan? This is one of the questions that uh, you, you have possibly heard of about this, that when bullies go into operation, they always want a little group around them. They won't back up. They're really not that sure of themselves. Yeah,
5: yes, yes. Yeah, OK, definitely.
2: And so. Jeff, thanks for showing up today you were the first time that you called, uh, was, uh, on, on the Skype call with, uh, with Scott. And I, uh, I have a kind of a question for you.
1: Did you join that call after talking? You, 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 you've been talking to Alex and then you yes. joined the call. Mm-hmm. Okay all right I've, I've been
6: I've been friends with Alex for for a while now quite some time actually okay he he had expressed some interest in Artem. I know uh even at the time of the call I knew very little about Artem, but I was intrigued by Artem. so he asked me to join the call and uh, being a being a friend of his and I was intrigued by Artem and I thought, well, it could be an interesting conversation. So I
2: took part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, actually, this is not really about Artem. Not not really about him at all. Let us put it this way. Every dog pound has a mad dog. The question is who go lets him out of jail and puts him out on the street? That's the issue. And so um, this all goes back down to um, Alex not getting from me, the guru, what he wants, because I won't give it to him. And so um, he brings you in as his peanut gallery. He needed you on that call and you fulfilled your duty quite well. Playing the game, playing the part in the game and
6: he didn't that, he didn't ask he he asked me one time okay and i said sure he wasn't it, it wasn't a situation where it's like jeff you got to come on the call i'm gonna we're we're gonna take oh, that would have blown it.
2: in fact that would have shown that's that he didn't really do what he was doing but in fact this is all subconscious nobody knows anything that's the important part for this nobody knows the bigger picture
6: nobody knows what's
2: going on because everyone's taking
6: their own little part but keep in mind that first I want to say something about Artem and his style okay I've seen this in Artem that his style is to he sees it and I'm still pondering this I'm still trying to figure it out because I I don't know much about him at this point, as I told you on, our, on the call with Scott and. And, um, and uh, Robert. That. He sees. When when somebody says something to him. But not directly. And posts something. Or, you know, says something on, you know, Reddit or even his discord channel uh that that is i wouldn't say offensive because i don't think artem was offended but but
2: is you really do have a different understanding of the turn
6: but never mind yeah i do i do so Mm. he let me give some clarification here because i don't know if everybody's seen the video or whatever but what scott scott I posted something on the Sangha call about something that Artem said that I thought was very insightful. I don't think everything that what Artem says is insightful, but I saw this one thing I thought it was insightful. I see there's many other people in the Sangha that post things from different teachers that they find insightful. So I don't see an issue with that. I thought it was insightful. So then Scott came on, he read it. And he said, Well, this guy's a quack, he has no insight whatsoever. So then the call ensued and Scott welcomed Artem. And he said, you know, it's uh, we want to learn more, more about your, your, um, your teaching and so on. So Artem in his way, and he does, he does this repeatedly. He did it to me. He says. He said, Well, do you really want to hear what I have to say, because what you said, you know, elsewhere, you're not saying now you seem to be quite polite. And you're telling me how, how you're so interested in, in talking to me.
2: Can we move and this along? We're really down into the details. Can we move this into the point? What, the, what is the point that you're making?
6: The point is, is that I think there's been a misinterpretation by Scott and by others that artem was in, was intentionally trying to trying to bully scott and he was intentionally trying to take him down i think artem feels that this is a this is a teaching moment to show a person their own ego and that's okay. what he does and he did it to me that's whether
2: it says business or not
6: well, you know, and he I'm has saying,
2: the right to take anybody down that he wants to take down is what I've got. But you know, I, I want to
6: make this point. I want to make this point perfectly clear. I don't I do not agree with that style. It would I would not have done it that way myself. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't
2: tell I know that much about you.
6: <laughs> I know, but I, I would have developed I would have developed a rapport with Scott first and i would have i would have been friendly to scott and then at a later time i would have said hey scott what's this all about with you know you posting that i'm a quack when you know almost nothing about me like why didn't you just tell that to my face because then scott would be in a position where he would feel comfortable and he might feel open and he wouldn't feel bullied and then you can have a discussion
2: okay may i I interject there To the point that that if you had,
6: okay,
2: if you had in fact made that much of a friend with Scott, then you would have forgotten all about it and not raised the issue. There's sometimes got all that stuff go if we are in fact friendly. But in fact, in this particular case, you were there to fulfill a function of the game and no, the game nice. you were in it as was everybody else right and, and that nobody knew that this was a royal game that was being played i didn't right. know it was going to happen so
3: when mm-hmm. i see you're, it happen you're very, say, with this word, nobody, you're very generous with the word nobody don Pardon? pardon i said you're very generous you're very generous the word nobody knew I sorry. I saw sorry. It, I saw, it, I saw it twenty thousand miles ahead
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes i I saw it, I saw it before Scott even knew who Artem was and I saw it before uh you spoke the the moment that I saw Alex yes. to his laptop to call you uh-huh. and to have his uh let you and him fight with Artem and you
5: I but, know uh, okay. that much was
3: very clear yeah. All right. So, and and I you want know, to say... the, I think the story here is that you asked the question, "Why Alex?" Because Alex took the bait. That's why.
2: Right. Yeah, okay. So let us say this, um, in in the sense that Artem is not really the issue. The issue is is that Alex brought Artem on to continue his argument with me, where he was getting nowhere. That he was well, continuing, think, he I, wanted I, to win, and so I think,
6: if, I think if that's the case, then you should invite Alex onto this program, if you want to call it a program, and uh, allow him to to speak about it.
2: Um, he's not ready yet to do that. That I've got my own thing going with Alex.
6: What do you mean he's not ready yet?
2: Uh, he still wants to argue.
1: the last yeah. thing i got from him was an argument okay. so okay so he's not I, ready yet
6: okay now in terms of like the scott and friendship i've had conversations with scott via text over the course of the last year okay i i enjoyed scott we 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 shared a lot of things that we agreed with um I think we even had a conversation once that didn't so stop
2: I, him from feeling
6: being ganged up on. That, that's fine. And what my point is is that I felt that Scott was a friend. And I I felt that true friends call people out when they're inappropriate. That's I think that that's true love. That's but, not but, the case. But but what I'm, but that's not but, the case. But, but yeah, I agree that what you were saying is that Scott felt bullied and I uh-huh. should have taken more and time. Up I on should have him. taken yeah, he felt bullied and ganged up on, and I should have taken more time before I called Scott out. I agree with that. But I do not I do not agree with the fact that I should not call Scott out because Scott is a friend.
2: Well, um but in fact you were on the call where Scott did get called out. And um, you were there for that. And so was Robert. But as clearly the scene. um, It's not over yet. It's not over with Scott. It's not over with you, Jeff. It's not over with. uh, uh, (sighs) Several of us have an investment in this. Very few. I, I feel it's all have, over
4: for me, Domerado.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that,
4: Robert? I, I feel it I feel it's all over for me, Domerado.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. I was feeling that way a couple of days ago and then <laughs> this, <laughs> this happened. <laughs> but but uh, anyway a, 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 uh, everything
4: is
0: over. <laughs> everything I know. <laughs>
2: isn't oh, it great exactly. yes that's exactly I, I where only, um uh kishan um, and i have been on. yeah
6: <laughs> i only i only think is not over in that up to this point i had not seen anti-inter any interjection from you don Murado, in terms of to the sangha in terms of scott's behavior regardless of whether he felt bullied or not but this appears to be changing so this—that was my only issue.
1: Oh, okay. Well, in a way, it, it's not my business.
6: But you're—you're you're his teacher.
2: Uh, that's his opinion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
6: I
2: don't because of that. that I, and because of that, I have an obligation.
1: Yes, Just you said do, he yeah, was Free from that delusion. Weak, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Robert.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so, no matter what Scott does, you you would not provide any admonition, like the Buddha used to admonish people. I all had the time. him
2: crying on the last. Where are you coming from?
6: Jeff, I mean, why never, do you
2: want so part? much you revenge? Always, I don't get where you're coming from.
6: It's not revenge at all. What do you mean you had him crying? I don't, I'm not aware of this.
2: Oh, oh, Jeff, I
4: don't think I shared that with you, but uh, Scott yes, actually um and, and apologized to me.
6: I have, I don't, this is, I got on that call after that, I guess or before that yeah, i like
4: i should have that. i don't that know anything you, about my, this
6: i don't know what, i do not know yeah, what you're my, talking about domerado
4: <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> was a big part i i my apologies i just was thinking about other things but
6: <laughs> oh yeah, so
7: i have a quick question um domerado and uh the crew uh, <laughs> uh i'm about to head to bed fairly soon uh i was just wondering if you had any questions for me before i departed or
2: oh you were part of the peanut gallery that's right yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) i i also have a comment for dj which is dj kept a pretty cool head in that peanut gallery um you know he was saying you know there's both sides are wrong in this both sides did things wrong, is what he said on the call at the end. Well, yeah. and, I, I, oh. and Oh, just
1: w- one second. Just allow me to finish. And I was just going to say, I appreciate that approach. <laughs> so thank you, DJ, <laughs> because I think you were
4: right. <laughs> Both sides did do a, a lot of Duca, you know.
1: <laughs> right. What a show. So
4: DJ <laughs> so... was actually seeing the clearest um, of all of us during that
7: moment. You know, so uh, my kudos to you, DJ. I, I, I would like to say, sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you don't. Sometimes
0: you down
4: Because I was on that side of Let's take down Scott, you know, because I saw that um, that anger emerged and I was very unhappy with that. But Artem also misbehaved, you know, as we've by whoever's standards, who's saying who and who misbehaved, right? But we can agree, Artem did not act in a friendly way. You know, we can all agree with that, and <laughs> you, you know, DJ noticed there's unfriendliness all around. And he's the only one that actually said that right
1: in the moment. Maybe not right in the moment, but at the Mm -hmm. end of the call, (laughs) I think
4: I think Scott may have been gone at that point.
7: Yeah, um, that's it. There were also, I think, moments of skillfulness as well. From what I saw, like in a way, I think partially, like Scott did act with friendship when confronted a little bit with um, what happened um, in terms of the accusations of a spiritual quack. And he was like, oh, I read something on Reddit. I read two pages, but you know, we're kind of talking now. And I think there were moments of clarity, but you know, things just kept pushing and you know, condi- the conditions played out. That's just it. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, yeah, exactly, but, yeah. Yeah, although oh, no, no, I was I just uh, uh, I was completely absent <laughs> for it and
3: just kind of enjoying the show because it was pretty entertaining, uh, I, I would I would, would, say that what DJ said, that, I mean, yeah, I, I just knew that from the beginning when this was coming up and being planned I was like, yeah, this is not gonna be a friendly environment at all. I mean, these guys are out for blood.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: Susan, please.
5: Well, I've got to say as a newcomer, I think this possibly this would have been the second of Scott's or whatever you want to call it, but but these meetings. I was blown away with what the hell is going on here? What has gone before this meeting? What is going on in this meeting? And where did t- treating people with loving kindness go? Because it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, I, I was just blown away with, with what's happening actually. I was having co- in, uh, connection problems as well. So I got lost, but decided to come back once after about 45 minutes and having suggested that everybody calm down, I left.
0: <laughs> right.
5: So, you know, as a as a newcomer, I was just, it, this was just, what, I was blown away. What was going on? What went wrong? It's, it's called the, Reddit, the
3: web series.
5: Well, I gathered the insults must have been flying beforehand.
3: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> well, actually there, that was it. That in fact, uh, that
0: was uh, Um, all.
2: Actually, what we could say that what you were a witness to was a full frontal assault. It was sneakily done, it was weaselly done, but it was a full frontal assault on Scott. At least that's how Scott felt it. And it certainly looks like from everything that uh, Keyshawn and others of us have put together, that was exactly what the intention was. And that uh, so, Jeff was recruited as part of that full frontal assault as the peanut gallery.
6: So, so Don Murado, when we when we had our discussion with Robert was there and Scott was there. Um, you told me that you had no interest in looking at the video. You had no interest in Artem. Um, therefore, like I'm asking the question, how do you know all the details when you haven't looked at the video? You told me you refused to look at the video, had no interest in. It.
2: Yes, that's exactly right, but I have perused enough of the actual aftermath of the text, because after the video it was not over.
6: Well, yeah, right, you've seen DJ? the aftermath yeah. of the of the, you've seen the aftermath of the text, but all, everyone has a different opinion and we all have our biases. So one yes. one would I, think you have a question. For, I,
3: I have a Socratic question for Jeff. Actually, do you think uh, happy, satisfied guys are super interested in confronting random people on the Internet that said one thing or the other about them?
6: um well you're you're interpreting that that That's because i
3: wouldn't i mean if someone i i i guess maybe that's my solipsism because i i just would not care i don't know but that's just my thought so it's just weird to see it uh no i think that someone else who who was feeling totally you know contented and all that like would really want to engage in that way it just it, it just seems like a lot of energy and a lot of work but
6: Right. Yeah. like uh, You know, like I say, I don't I don't agree with Artem's approach. He I mean, he sees it as a teaching thing. I'm like, I, I'm really, really conflicted about all that because a lot of the other things that he says and what he does. Okay. Are intriguing to me. I mean, that's all I can say. I don't know. It's it's such early days for me with with this fellow. Well,
3: why is he so hell bent on teaching?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Hell, he does, bet. I, don't know he I got
6: any.
2: that right. Everybody goes to hell when he's teaching. I got it. I
6: don't, I don't see what he's doing is any different than what Don Morado's doing. I mean, he's saying
0: word one way or I'm having a hell of a time right now myself.
6: What's that? What's that, I didn't hear you.
2: I said I'm having a hell, hell of a he's, time he's, by,
6: so. No, Keyshawn, I didn't hear what Keyshawn said.
3: I was joking that he's making sure you receive the word one way or another.
6: What do you mean? Yes, I don't understand.
3: Because I said, I, why is he so hell bent on on teaching? And then I was, I was kind of saying that.
6: Well, how is he, know, he? How is he going to ensure that
3: you, or rather, rather you know the idea here is his coming on and saying, oh, I heard you were talking shit about me. Let's talk about that instead.
0: <laughs> and
3: you were saying that this is his form of teaching. So I was saying he's going to make sure that you receive his teaching one way or
6: the well, other. Let's I mean, I think people aren't um, making the point that Scott invited Artem onto his show, onto the Sangha UK call.
2: Yeah, like Alex Randy invited. invited the wolf <laughs> in. Alex
3: invited
6: him. <laughs> Alex invited well, Art Scott, I mean, the show. I, but was. but but I don't think
3: he, I don't think. before is... that, Alex invited him to Don Murado to do the same thing. It was just this was just round two. I don't know if very many people.
2: Yeah, are yeah. Where? But does, does everybody know that? Is... In fact, I've already done this with Scott. I had him for. I mean, not Scott. I've already done it with uh, uh, Alex and friend and that uh
6: and the, well uh, the video wasn't posted so how would people yes know?
2: isn't that marvelous exactly so that leaves everybody with their own views and own opinions of it
6: well how can they have opinions when they haven't seen it i don't understand
2: okay is that why are you wise enough to hold that position or are you going to make something up anyway
6: what do you mean make something
2: up or
6: it, well, it must have
2: been this that or the other thing
6: no, I have no idea what transpired. I just, okay. it's just that well, and no one else
2: was. That. Let it's us like say the same
6: the, thing. The,
2: <laughs> the same thing that happened on the, uh, the Samba UK. Mm-hmm. They did that with me. The only thing that was missing was the peanut gallery. But it was well, WWF. There's no way to, there's w- no w- to know, now. right?
6: There's no way to. There's no way to know. It's all supposition. Well, you saw. You that. saw Act Two. I saw Act Two. Absolutely, you I saw, saw the
2: Okay, and you've already <laughs> told us that you disagree with his style.
6: I disagree con- with that aspect.
2: With with his confrontational style, that he is the teacher, no matter what.
6: I I don't think I don't I I disagree with with that particular approach i wouldn't say he's generally confrontational i would disagree with that okay from what i've seen so far
1: may you continue to investigate that that's the
2: whole idea is that we got to see what's going on for sure and that's what robert is going through right now he's beginning to see that he cannot rely on anything.
6: Well Domarado, I think what you're doing here is you're creating two camps. And you've decided I'm in the I'm in the Artem Alex camp and every and then everybody else is in the other camp. And that's why I'm here. Like I'm playing part I am now playing part a part in your play.
2: Actually I didn't draw any camps that I know of and I don't intend to because everybody has their part in this and some of us are learning and others are not this is kind of a freedom experience to recognize that we've all gotten caught up in a drama in a uh, Eric Byrne type of game and that everybody a soap opera right and everyone so wound soap. up in bad feelings about it and like a phoenix, here comes Robert. <laughs> but you were disgruntled. I saw you so disgruntled. You really did not accept Scott's uh, apology, not really deep in your heart.
6: Scott. It's only
2: polite. I know that style which, myself. I've done it too. Which, I've which accepted apology for night.
6: Which apology are you referring to? Robert?
4: Tell him. I I don't think Scott actually apologized to Jeff, but I might be wrong about that, but I don't remember. I, I don't want
6: I don't I have he, no interest he did. In, in Scott's apology. I don't need Scott's apology. It has nothing he, to do with he apologizing. He
4: did apologize.
1: You did say yes, so. Yes, he
4: did apologize to me. So I was apologized to. Um, but I'm not sure that he apologized to, to Jeff. And what Scott apologized to me for was something he said to me um, a long time ago that really, you know, hurt my feelings. Um, And then that was, it was sort of, you know, it seemed like just a general apology in general. So
6: um, Scott, Scott apologized to Artem on the video, but then but then revealed that it was a fake apology in order to get out of the situation.
1: Go yes, to the best kind.
0: He was, he was, <laughs> They're the
2: ones that are used the most often. Genuine apologies well, are really when, rare. <laughs> well, when he
4: apologized to me, I have to say Duca. But I, I think also, and you know, Jeff, please correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I think Jeff's point is that. You know artem has this unconventional style and you know if you want to take a generous interpretation of that it's like a Gurdjieff thing where he pushes your buttons until you explode exactly
6: and that exactly and, thank you robert and, and that's exactly what and, a. John chaw used to do a. John chaw was actually quoted as saying my job my job is to piss people off <laughs> That's it's a it's a teaching just like ajan cha which is part of this lineage thank you so much Robert. Well,
4: sure and you know part of it too is you know we sound like
0: we a
6: fun guy at guess,
4: yeah uh, but it's it's, guess, it's just uh,
6: it's a different approach Keishon. that's all that it is
0: it actually he like, shouldn't be
6: turned something. into a villain He shouldn't be turned into a villain because then you should turn ajan cha into a villain because he did the exact same thing well, my all whole, the time. My only, that was my only teaching.
3: point on that one is that I don't know if I want to go partying with the guy. I mean, we could, <laughs> we yeah, could but go watch him you, do his little exhibitionist you know, thing you know, though. Otherwise, you know, Scott, I don't know if I really, really want to hang out with him. I mean, that you know, just doesn't sound like I, a great time, but I mean, that's maybe. Cool. Well,
6: that's cool, well, but I, you know, I think, okay, no, never mind, sorry.
4: Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, no worries. I was just going to say, Here's the funny part is no one on this call knows how much wisdom Artem actually has. You know, for all we
2: know, well, it's is a... actually, If I is... can come back and interject, yes, but... this is not about him. This is not about yes. him. This I, is not about just... him at all. You guys keep bringing him into it and I'd like to get back to what's more valuable for each one of us.
6: Rather uh, than Domer you're you're saying it's about you're 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 saying that I'm you were saying that Alex is Alex is a villain. And and you're saying I was duped by Alex. So you are you are calling people out.
2: Actually, I didn't call him a villain. I called him at anything a fourth player.
6: Well, you said there's protagonists so- and there's antagonists.
2: Well, that's how so real- plays and and movies and things go, isn't it? That somebody feels that they have been slighted and that they want to feel um whole again and that they do things over and over and over again as they build up. And in this particular case, it's arguing and not hearing what's happening, which is kind of what's happening between you and I right now. Anyway, but I, I the think fact the word is, villain
3: would be applying way too much complexity to what's going on. It's actually really simple.
2: Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's well, very simple and you're making it harsh and it's not. It's games people play that we can learn from before we get into playing really dangerous games where people do have weapons it's better for us to learn about these games. And this is a really classic because so many of us were playing the game.
4: Well, just for what, really what quick do you point, say
6: when
1: the, so the Buddha? Would
4: people.
1: The, Go ahead, Robert.
4: Yeah, so. Really quick. So Dom used the word protagonist, which is different from villain. Right? First of all, but second, I would say You know, and I was going to say this earlier, like we really don't we can't read Artem's mind, you Mm -hmm. know, for all we know, he could have thought, I'm going to blow up this community so they can all come find insights, you know. But he also could have thought, you know, I'm very spiritually enlightened and I'm going to go teach this guy a
6: lesson. You know, we don't know what he was thinking. Right. And Don Don Murado, seems to think he knows.
1: No, That's I seem point. to see his behavior,
6: right?
3: I but have my seen point is, like he doesn't care what he's. I don't really care
2: about our, about our about I wish you guys had stop talking yeah. about him. We got better things to talk about,
4: <laughs> yeah. But my my point is just like, we don't know. <laughs>
0: You yeah, know? we don't. We don't we care. Just, Not, no, we, we don't, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> you know,
4: for for all we know, he could be the most enlightened person on the planet, or he could be the biggest. Well, why would we care? And why we, would we, we don't need to care. Know, you know,
1: care? Right. right. You we know, don't need to yeah, care no, I would bro. care. There, there is no contest.
4: There's no gurus.
2: There's no contest. There no there gurus. Exactly. Therefore,
0: there is no contest.
3: Yeah. Who's more enlightened than who? I know I know who, who wants there to be contest, but I to me it's just like there's no contest. Yeah, no contest. There's third players that want there to be a contest. But.
2: Yeah, this is what I'm inviting you guys to do is to stop being a contestant in your life. To stop taking sides, because it's almost always these kind of psychological games that are set up, and there's nothing really there to it. Except the way we feel, and we feel a great big reality when in fact it's a made-up game. People have killed each other over uh, poker. And it's just a game. And here we are still taking sides in this game that we've been playing, pointing fingers at each other, instead of recognizing that we too, each one of us, gets caught up in the situation of the moment and take up our part instead of just sitting in the audience and enjoying the show.
6: So what, could you could you give me some insight as to what you think about trust techniques? I, I presumably you know quite a bit about about Quite a bit about him since he's in the same lineage
2: um let us say this much is is that there is a time and a place for confrontation and there's many many different forms and he seems to have limited skills that's the basic point is is that i'm not against confrontation that in fact i have been confrontational myself from time to time I try to do it right I try to use a dagger that twists really good gets right in there and does the damage and I can walk off snickering while they bleed
6: <laughs> but you've told you've told me that you're you're not interested in argumentation no. or debate or debate ever but confrontation is I didn't use the debate word or ever. argumentation <laughs>
2: I don't use words like ever.
6: You said just I'm, not, in, like I'm not interested right
2: now. Not right you now. You said
6: you said I'm not interested in argumentation or debate. Okay. That's that's the exact quote. I can show it to everyone if you want me to, if necessary.
2: You, you got me. Congratulations. Well,
6: no, okay. I'm just, I just make, I'm just making a point.
2: What's the point?
6: point is is you said you don't have a problem with confrontation I'm providing data that indicates that maybe you do
2: oh wait a minute um I'm using it in different context
1: like okay uh, well hello I Scott suppose. yes
0: Howdy. Howdy, do Scott. not
2: see that as a contradiction or a gotcha but rather a skill set in the sense that there's a time and a place for everything it's not just a great big black or white and the, and there's no switch in there no i have the ability to see what's going on and change make a switch
4: i i have a comment on that too because an important insight that i had this week you know i'm from the jewish tradition i was raised jewish and we love to argue and debate you know and w- and where is domorado spent most of his life places where they don't like to argue and debate you know the south and asia and so in domorado's tradition you know you listen you know to whoever the teacher is in, in that moment you know you don't argue and debate and that's a difference in tradition and culture you go to rabbinical school and everyone argues and debates that's that's just part of what they do
0: but part of the dharma to
4: read to read the room wait just allow me to finish my thought please
6: yeah part
4: of you know as a student one thing people can do is to read the room you know in the room that alex is in you know or whoever wants to argue and debate it's not rabbinical school and there's a room for that (laughs) Or Western philosophy is another one. So, you know, it's important in this way that Damorado teaches. It's not about argumentation. And there are ways that are and there have been great rabbis. There have been great philosophers, you know, and if you want to explore that path, go down, you know, explore that. It's a great path. You know, I I considered becoming a rabbi at one point. (laughs) You know, Um, but another thing I wanted to say, too is, you know, if we take the point of view that this is all a show. Then you realize it's all empty. Mm-hmm. It's all it's, it's all, all
2: fabricated. Empty. It's all games and, people play. It's time to start- attach
4: to things. Yes, and we can attach to things or not. And, you know, from my investigation into reality, and you do your investigation everyone on this call it's better not to attach to things but investigate that maybe it is <laughs> for you you know <laughs> but what i found you know is generally speaking it's better not to so if we can step back and see this as a big show we can start to detach from any negative feelings we have about it and then we can move on from it You know, and I feel like, like today, especially at the end of the day, like I made a lot of progress with that. And I'm very grateful to Robert for calling me and asking me all these questions (laughs) like I was a guru, so I could see the absurdity of (laughs) guruhood. And it's absurd. No one's a guru. There are no gurus. It's all empty.
2: Only
1: students looking for a guru. Yeah, only when you want (laughs)
5: Hey that, Scott.
1: That guru. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway,
4: and that guru. You. Howdy, Scott. And that guru is not gonna get you anywhere. Because as long as you're in the position of oh Scott, can you put yourself on mute? There's a lot of noise.
2: Yeah, oh, Scott, I, we you. can't hear you. Thank I'm glad you. you you joined.
4: Um and so If you put yourself in that position of i'm a student and here's a guru you're never going to grow up you're never going to mature because you're infantilizing yourself
1: that is
2: correct that is freud that is the, the the actual
1: teaching we do have to grow up and take ourselves as the refuge That's the whole point of becoming the lion.
2: That's the Sama Sankapa, coming out of the victimhood that we all feel like we're in. It's the victimhood that needs a guru, needs a daddy. Needs to be on the front row of the students, you know, that kind of thing. They need to be in the guru's lap. And the one who needs to be in the guru's lap is the one that keeps falling on the floor all the time. I wonder why that happens. <laughs> and and so that's, that's the game that we're playing because we don't feel adequate enough on the inside that we have to take sides, we have to take positions, we have to uh, uh, play the game that's being played on stage at the moment rather than learning how to see the game as a game and and walk away happy wow i saw that one
6: (laughs) glad i missed that i'd like to give some context to this um this last uh, interaction you had with alex in terms of uh you're saying was argumentative So just so that everyone knows, everyone here knows what Alex said, Alex said. You know, I've come to the conclusion that the Dhamma is the most important thing of all. And would you would you uh, consider allowing me to come back into the Sangha? And then and then you said, I don't think you're ready yet. And then Scott, uh, Alex said, why? he just asked the question why and then that was it things are important so so i don't understand how (laughs) that is i I don't understand how that's being argumentative but if he asks the question why
1: you think he isn't Mm -hmm. ready i don't understand that kishan were you saying something well that just sounded
3: like the wrong answer he said i thought that the dom was the most important thing in my life that's just the wrong answer i mean it's it's the opposite it's, things are not important but anyways
6: but he said he said he said ultimately the the dharma is the most important thing so he wanted he wanted to re-engage and then uh Dom said well i don't I, you, so Jeff. yeah i get it so Jeff, the, i was just doing a little zen with you <laughs> but but
3: <coughs> never mind
6: me Dom, so so Dharma. Don said, uh, well, I don't think you're ready. So then Alex said, well, why? I don't understand how that's argumentative. Can you explain to me how that is argumentative by asking a follow-up question?
2: If he would have said, OK, catch you later, then that would have been a good sign. But in fact, he wants to know why. He can't just I think, accept I think, that, I think no, the vast he cannot majority, accept a no. Well, you well, can't I, either. You're arguing uh, this whole time just like uh uh Alex has been arguing.
0: Well I, 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 I think got you're, it you're, I, you, I, I think you're, you're doing you're this doing as his a,
6: surrogate think, work today. <laughs> I, think, I think you're doing this as a pretext to kick me out of the sangha.
2: No, I don't care whether you join or not
6: well you're saying that i'm extremely argumentative and uh, i didn't use the word extremely
2: you didn't you
6: use the word
2: extremely did anybody Uh, hear me
6: use the word
2: extremely
6: no i'm i'm in i'm wrong i apologize that was incorrect but you're saying i'm argumentative and you don't want argumentative people in the side i
2: did not call you argumentative as if it were part of your personality what I said was, is that you're taking Alex's position now.
6: And arguing with me. I know I'm trying to understand why you thought that was being argumentative. I'm, that was the question I asked.
2: And, and I just answered that, that he was yes. not accepting that I said not now, later.
6: Right, yeah. I said I accept not what you, now, accept what you
2: later. If he can accept yeah. not now, later, then there will be a later so long as he keeps asking why he will keep asking why.
6: I understand. I accept that.
2: so, so
6: just right. a well,
4: clarification, Don Murato, Do you want Alex back in the song at some point?
2: Um, I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> That's not my job. I don't care. That's not my business, whether he's in the sangha or not. Gosh, I don't need that burden. Is he welcome into the Sangha? Yes, but right now he is, um, let us say (laughs) in, in detention. If you wanna use harsh words like that, but I don't see it as detention. I see it as it's time for him to cool off. And the cooling off will be to stop arguing stop asking why if I say something to him he will maul it look over it and says okay I get it otherwise why am I wasting my time why should I argue with people I'm having fun here folks and it really does work for me when people nod their head like Susan is right now
0: <laughs> okay. well part but, of the- but- it's
4: hilarious well, well part of the point
0: too is- <laughs> I really
2: would like uh uh Robert for us to spend some time with Scott
1: Scott how, are, you, are you in a quiet place now uh
8: just give me a second I'm gonna pull I'm gonna park and then uh I'll 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 give what I have to say real quick uh, all right but uh just Give
4: me one second. All right, all right. Just to finish my point here. Part of the point, too, is we're all going to disagree sometimes with what Don Murado says or does.
0: And so we're do I think
4: it through on our own. <laughs> and we're going to say, I wouldn't do it that way. And that doesn't mean you're right. Or he's right, but do it for yourself. You know, it doesn't really matter if he's right or not. What matters is you investigate if it yourself. Enough,
3: you'll just you'll just laugh along and enjoy your day, <laughs> right? Rather than getting right. into um, disagreement with someone. I mean, my thought. But I mean, you you could approach the way that you would approach Yeah. If you want to go in and have a a, a grand debate, then. That's how you want to spend your time. I mean, there's guys like that all over the internet. You know, Let,
2: and such. let's digress. I, Robert. Let's digress for a moment into a sutta. Hear this sutta. I forgot the name of the sutta. I know where it is located in the uh, 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 Samyutta Nikaya. Uh, but it has to do with a man who's a horse trainer who comes to the Buddha to ask some questions and uh the buddha's answers had to do with how the guy trained horses okay and that basically the western way of trained horses is always the hard way you put them in a corral, you jump on them and you ride them until they're tired and so is the cowboy or there's more asian ways of doing it where you're very gentle with the horse but in uh, the time of the Buddha, this guy actually recognized both sides, both techniques. And he said that if I cannot train a horse with the soft method, then I will use the hard method. If I cannot use the hard method and get the horse trained, then I will use a combination of both the hard and the
1: soft. And then so, if uh, that doesn't work. hear me? And you you hear me? Said, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm just
8: making sure. All right.
1: Okay. Go so, for it. Sorry. All right. That
2: the horse trainer said that's
4: a nice that he
2: tries <laughs> the easy method first, and then the hard method, and then both the soft and the hard. And if that doesn't work, then the horse trainer will kill the horse. And the Buddha says, yes, that's true, Correct." that that's in fact the way that I teach I teach with the soft way first and then the hard way and then the hard and the soft way and when that doesn't work only then will somebody be kicked out all right now um when when we're talking about killing the horse the Buddha wouldn't actually kill a student but he would not spend any time with the student, not answer any of the questions, especially if the student's going to argue with everything that the Buddha says. What's the point? what What's the Buddha getting out of it? Sp- spending his time over and over again, hour after hour after hour, and all we get back from this guy
1: is arguments. Why? Like a two year old. Why? So uh, when there are better
2: answers, then we can use a softer approach. We can start to mix them again,
1: but right now this is the hard approach. And I thought that I'd let you know so that you wouldn't go around
2: saying, well, Tom makes this and he makes that. No, this is actually a process. And we're all in process. Scott's in process. Everybody's in process. In fact, Scott, you're the star of the show today. I'm glad that you finally walked on stage.
1: You're, you're,
2: you're, 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 you're the what we would call the hero or the um, the protagonist.
8: Ah, uh, Main character.
2: The main character. And I also told Scott privately Thank you for doing my dirty work for me.
8: I was always the guy to do the dirty work when I was playing water <laughs> polo. When I was playing water polo and someone, someone was uh, messing with, with, with us, someone was taking on one of our guys, I was the uh, enforcer, quote-unquote. So I was the guy that would go, go in there and uh, make sure that uh, no one comes and uh, messes with our team and uh, causes disruptions because it was a planned attack. Nothing about it was even an argument. It was an attack. So I will debate, I actually like debating with people. Uh, I'll debate till the uh, sun comes home. But you can't debate logical fallacies and you can't debate insults and you can't debate just a uh, 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 gang up. So three people join who don't normally join my calls and just uh, try to entrap me and gang up on me just like they did to Domerado. So the whole thing—it uh, was a betrayal from the very start. Now that's 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 cause for um, uh, getting kicked out of the sangha because the because uh, that is actively trying to break apart the sangha and derail it and uh, and pick apart something that was otherwise wholesome, otherwise good. And uh, from what I've heard from Don Rado, that's essentially the main reason why you would kick someone out. Now you kick someone out, immediately, immediately they wanna come back. Well, that's not the wisest thing to do is to let them immediately back in, right? If, the, if, the, if someone uh, uh, betrays you and comes back, oh no, I'm sorry, immediately comes back, okay, come back in. No, that's, they have to learn their lesson. They have to learn that <laughs> you can't just do something that extreme. And just get away with it and be welcomed in uh, back in like nothing ever happened. That's okay. not the way. That's not the way. Uh, that's not the way anyone works. And uh, uh, so, that's my take on it. Uh, what do All you think right. about that?
2: Well, here's what I think about it. First off, you're actually correct in everything that you said, and that I would also recognize. Um, let us just use it this way that you must have been feeling pretty low because of the really low class language that you were using after the call you must have been feeling pretty low was that Uh, correct did you feel pretty low i mean the language you were using was it got everybody ganged up on you for one thing
8: um well i mean yeah was i angry yeah i was mad I was mad. Uh, I guess you can say you know anger is not happiness. If you want to call anger, <laughs> feeling, if you want you want to call anger feeling low. You can call it that feeling low. But um, yeah, I, I was a little pissed off. I'm just <laughs> trying to get my
2: foot in the door, and here you go, wide opening it wide open. So thanks for the easy way in. <laughs> yeah. You're awesome. So. Yeah, you you so you agree then that at that point in time, now that you reflect, you could agree that you were angry, you were kicked off, they had attacked you, and you felt like you had to defend something or another.
1: Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Scott, may I ask a question? No, hang on.
8: Let me do this. Uh, Jeff, I really don't care about any question that you would have for me at all. It was not, it's not uh-huh. interesting to me. I, I would rather at least. I'm talking to Don Marado right now. Yeah, go ahead, Don Marado.
2: Well, what we're looking at is that you had feelings about it then, and you can see them now in retrospect, especially now that we've been talking about it for the past couple of days. But in that moment, you could not see it, that you were blind to the games that you were playing at that point in time. That you didn't yeah. see that you were angry you, you felt in fact that you were under attack right okay and that we've talked about that in the, in the way of your uh being a um uh a rep that sometimes right. uh, the people in the stand they get all over themselves about what calls that you've made and you can handle those pretty well <laughs> but in this case you're not quite up to the being the pro you're not at state level so to speak and that you were under uh, a, a massive attack is that how you felt
8: um yeah i guess
2: yeah yeah so i feel for you brother i know how you feel i've been that way and then there's also been times, and in fact, I've already told the group the story here. I won't repeat it in great detail. But there was one time because of a situation that had been done in a, uh, let us say, a psychology growth group, very large for the weekend, a great big retreat. And in there, I wound up being uh, the target of the anger of about 75 people who wanted to dump on me. But the whole point was, is that it was manufactured that the people had set that run the group had set that up and that it was artificial, that these people were not with their spears and their arrows uh, uh, going after their uh, newly found Frankenstein they're so terrified of. They were just kind of following orders. But my deal was, can I handle this? And I found out that, yeah, I could, I could handle that. that that in fact I felt really, really good. Part of the deal was is that you have to listen to what they say and acknowledge it. You can't just go off into dreamy land like (laughs) he's often a good idea, but rather um, to to stay focused and stay clear. And so that's what I did and came out of it with a great deal of internal knowledge that i can handle anything like this and not only that but almost everything that i do have to handle is artificial anyway there's no real real situations when's the last time other than with sports have you actually been in real danger for me it's been years been years since i've actually been in danger why Well, I planned it that way in advance. (laughs) But that's the whole point is is that we feel that, that it's real, but it's actually an artificial danger. It's not real. But in this case, Scott, you bought into it big time that this was a real danger. And there was a real you, a real Scott there that was being attacked. And so that um, fight or flight instinct came up and you chose the fight. That's very instinctual of you. And you caused yourself a lot of damage and you caused some other people some damage. Would everybody agree with me on that one? That Scott's caused himself damage and he's caused other people damage. Yeah, Laurent, I see that kind of little nod, but I see it. (laughs) Okay, can you see that, Scott? Can you see that you harmed yourself?
8: I I definitely can see that I could have handled the situation better, but I still think that. um,
2: Well, let's go back to the feeling. No, let's not go anywhere other than staying with how you felt. yeah go back to how you felt about it recognize that you felt after you were under attack and that was ignorance on your part the fact is that you weren't really under attack
1: that it was a contrived situation that you were set up wasn't real but you thought it was I mean, Robert, you thought it was real too. Susan, you thought
2: it was real. I, Everybody thought I it did. was. About I that. My, uh, I sorry. sorry about
0: that. My.
3: I thought. Uh, it was, well, I'll I'll say that I knew that it was a game being played, and I'm glad that Scott came in. It kind of was a bit of a uh, comma to end all comma for these little games, for at least I a know. little time being. I, I I know like I, I don't know if this
8: this is like the intervention for for Scott now, but uh yeah, I know I know I lost my temper, I know I went off. <laughs> I still think
5: <laughs> yeah I,
8: like I'm fully aware of my faults and I, the thing is ah. I, can away, I can walk away from the situation and just let it go and be happy now.
2: How about, How about next time? How about next time when this happens? because I'm gonna send my attack dogs for you again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) well not me personally but uh, i mean mean, it'll happen (laughs) i
8: mean like it's really like not worth my time then i'm just trying to have fun Ah, that's the whole point
2: is no wait a minute can you continue to have fun
8: i'm having a blast
2: Right. But at that point in time, you were not. Not that I'm dragging up the past, but rather to drag it up in the sense of being able to look at it so that we can make a change, that you've got a choice. I mean, now the way you feel, you wouldn't choose to do that, would you? You wouldn't right now you you would intentionally choose not to get angry. That you could probably whip the pants off of me
1: intellectually if you kept your smarts about you. So that's okay. my question. Yeah, that's I'm, my. I,
8: I'm, not, I'm, I'm not getting the question.
1: OK,
2: here's the question again. The question is now that you see what has happened, would you choose now to get angry again in such a situation? Or would now you choose to not get angry, to stay in joy?
8: I, uh, I would uh, in hindsight, I would just avoid the situation entirely.
2: Oh, that's even better. (laughs) Exactly right to avoid the situation altogether. And how can you do that? Is because you can see that stuff coming. You can see it coming or you can see it when it lands. In this case, it was hard to see it land. But next time, watch for it. See it coming Do the two step. Get out of this way. Because it's not you at all that they're attacking. But, that whoever was attacked
4: also, was the figment of
2: somebody else's imagination, you know, not the real Scott. And in fact, the real Scott's a moving target,
1: as we could see. And yeah, so all also, they. And
4: I'm saying this, this, Go, this, go this, ahead, Rob. Oh sorry, go ahead, Bob. And I'm saying this as a friend, you know, with no, you know, ill intention. You know, I don't mean the pylon or whatever. I'm just saying this as a friend pointing something out. But, you know, if you read the suttas, anger is one of the one of the five hindrances. You know, it's it's right there. And I've been angry. You know, Damerado knows I've been angry. Jeff knows I've been angry. Keyshawn knows I've been angry
1: you know some of the other people on this call don't know oh he's gone <laughs> we can wait till he comes back but you can understand that he's still a bit sensitive so be careful
2: yeah yeah and as you can see i'm really really <laughs> dancing <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's yeah, don't, really late don't here, go guys. right in for the
2: kill that's
6: not the right approach it's getting very late i have to go i'm sorry
2: okay scott i mean jeff thank you very much for joining our call bye-bye. may it be of enormous bye-bye. value for you as you think about it thank
6: you bye-bye
4: all Uh jeff i have a question before you go yeah are you there Yeah. yeah. Um, How do you feel about this? You know, how is your? What are you? You know, what are you feeling right now? And if you don't want to answer, like that's totally fine. I'm just curious.
6: (laughs) Uh, There's a lot to process. Let's put it that way. I I need to spend a lot of time thinking about it,
1: and process. So okay, uh, we'll stay in touch, Robert. you, bud. Great. Thanks,
4: Jeff. Cheers bye-bye
2: yes this is a good time to finish the call anyway um sorry that you spooked
1: our prey (laughs) (laughs) so
2: anyway does anybody have any parting words before we finish
6: i could say a little
3: something yes i was actually uh, go right ahead I was actually uh, talking to Alex today and he was going with the whole game back and forth thing with me. Um, but I was doing the similar approach, they were talking about Dom with the dancing. Um, I don't know if you cut out Oh, you're still there, okay. And then it actually ended pretty nicely, he's like, you know what, let's have a truce. And I'm like, yes, a truce, he said it. his words, so, and then after that, we were just talking about Fun Top and just having friend, friendly talks,
1: but before that he was, asking all the questions, but by the end, he's starting to get it. And then he, he asked for the truce uh, on his own. So I was nice to see. Um, we are all alike in so many ways.
2: Uh, an example that I will use here is is that when Lucky was a puppy, she was very aggressive, even towards her mother. And one time, I picked her up by the loose skin on her back, and I picked her up, and I took her and threw her into the bathroom and shut the door. And for a while, she was growling and angry. Then later, she was whimpering. And I still didn't let her out until she was quiet for a while. And after she was quiet for a while, then we let her out. okay now that goes actually back to that sutta that i was telling you about that yeah this is a this is a process and
1: um there's there's value in it along the way especially if the
2: people involved are willing to really look at what they're doing but we have to kind of maybe Rather than look at what they're doing, you know, there's always a product or a byproduct, especially when we're eating food. There's always a byproduct. And a way of talking about it is is that we really have to take a good, close sniff at what we're producing. (laughs) We have to stick our nose in it and get a load of it. And and nobody wants to do that. We don't want to see the dukkha. And many of the various techniques of meditation around is all about getting people into that first noble truth. You gotta look at what you're doing. That's all there is to it is look at what you are in this case smell (laughs) what a mess you made. (laughs) Seeing what's going on and uh, the only people who can really assist people in doing that are the ones who've already had their face shoved in it. Because there's better ways of going. But in fact, the whole teaching that we're talking about is who said, are we going to, uh, serve this pie for lunch? Are we going to throw it at the person and have it all over their face? That's the difference between the confrontational way and the nurturing way. We gotta be nurturing. We gotta invite them to take a taste of their own crap. But when you <laughs> sling it at them,
0: <laughs>
2: when you slay sling, sling it at them, it. it ticks them off.
1: Everybody's like that. And so we have to- Kind of like a magic trick. Careful. Pardon?
0: It's
3: kind of like a magic trick. I know you're into magic. It's
2: kind of similar in that way. Wow, there's a line in a song that uh, what you said reminds me of, and that is, this is Out of the Is born the 1973 version with uh, Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. Um, and the song, by the way, is Watch Closely Now, which is one of my theme songs, to watch closely now. You hear me say that a lot. And in that song, there's the line that says, "I'm the master magician who is freeing you from the lies you've been told." That's the Watch job of a. Right. That, that's what the job of a magician is is to wake people up to the fact that they're looking at a magic trick, folks. This is not real.
1: And
4: it's when we invest in those roles, you know, like guru, student, husband, wife, mother, father, you know, whatever, that's when things go off the rails.
2: Mm -hmm. Is when we held on to something that's not real.
4: (laughs) And, And what we saw from Scott is he was really invested in being a guru and he's taught some good things to people. You and know, there are people that have shall. gotten a, a lot of benefit. Yes, but you know, his attachment to that role is causing him duca because when that is threatened, like it was threatened on Wednesday, he got really upset.
2: I wouldn't use the words upset. <laughs> Angry. <laughs> Angry, right. Upset is boo hoo upset is the victim no no he was not the victim he was definitely the lion
4: oh but you missed what he said on the call which is this is my call this is my sangha this is mine
2: i know exactly (laughs) how
4: dare you take this away from me
2: Mm -hmm. you know
4: which we've all been there you know and i don't mean to pile on scott or whatever you know, we've all been there. I've been there. Tom Rodder, you know, I've called you playing the victim many, how many I, times? Too many to count.
1: The
0: last you one. Know? <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, the last one. <laughs> exactly. And that's just something we go through.
2: Exactly. You know? And
4: then, Jeff.
2: And thank you guys so much for me being able to watch this show. I mean, it is such a marvelous show. People are
1: yes, get... Absolutely. And so we shan't <laughs> worry about Alex. Alex is going to work out. He's going to be okay.
4: Yes, and just to finish my little point here, you know, Jeff attached to the role of you know, being Alex's friend and defending his mm-hmm. friend,
2: right? I call it the peanut gallery. That was his job. He's still holding yes. that job,
4: <laughs> right? But he would say it's a friendship, right? And he also certainly it is. What happened. it is, you know, and he was still upset about what happened. So he attached to that too, right? And so there's a lot of attachment going around, but the point is not to attach to anything. Right. that's the point. It's all empty.
2: Yeah, several people got and
0: attached no
4: to gurus. the
2: bad behavior of um, of Scott.
4: And I did, too. I was attached to that
2: behavior. I read, you
4: know, and I, <laughs> yeah, I read all about and, it. And I let go. Yeah, and I let go because at the end of the day, if you put someone up on some kind of pedestal, you know, like I feel, you know, stop death, looking
2: at my ankles.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, your clay feet. <laughs>
2: no, they're ankles. They're ankles. Ah, <laughs> uh, you wish. Come kiss my foot. You'll find it's not clay. It's the ankles. Okay. You okay. haven't seen this. You haven't but seen that <laughs>
4: I don't need, I don't need to kiss any feet. <laughs> I'm not in that business. <laughs> <It's>
2: like, <laughs> These feet are unbecoming. Yeah, yeah.
4: And, and I was just going to say, you know, like, like Jeff is also attaching the Domorado as a guru by expecting Domorado to resolve the problem for him. And then Scott was also attaching to Domorado's emotional support because he's expecting Domorado to back him up and everything. So, you know, and they both got mad and left. You know, I don't know if Jeff was mad. Maybe he's just tired. You know, he could have been fine. I don't know. But Scott seemed mad and left, at least. And that's just attachment. You know, it just creates...
1: Bad feeling, Laurent. You've got your hand up. Right. I was thinking, uh,
7: probably now the the right way to help uh, process this would be to not be ashamed of what happened, like how we felt and stuff, and yep. uh, really accept that in a way to be able to understand, like it's okay. I, I've been like angry, or maybe I was in the peanut gallery, you know. And then that's completely fine. I mean, that's not me anymore, right? <laughs> and even if it was, even uh, I thought it was me at one point, uh, it's just like a learning process, right? You have to accept that uh, in order to not get stuck in the like defense, like defending position of uh, denial or something like that. Oh, yeah, I was just thinking
0: about that.
3: <laughs> Why would you defend something or feel ashamed about something that's not real? Right.
0: Yeah, and
1: you know, well, I was talking with Robert. That's about the
4: delusion.
2: That, uh, that's the delusion is, is that we think things are real when in fact they're not, because we don't do enough of investigation to recognize, like, for instance, everybody thought that that fight was real it turns out no it wasn't (laughs) it was just made up and everybody was playing a part and it wasn't real so many things that are part of our culture it's just it's not real
1: but look how bad we feel about what's not real Mainly because we've got rules about how it's supposed to be. And
2: it ain't going to be the way that we thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's always we're interfering with reality that we think it's supposed to be one way. And we find out is, wait a minute, I was deluded. But instead of, oh, wow, you to do, I'm really glad I can see that. I'm not going to do that ever again which is kind of the right attitude, we wind up with the attitude of who, me? We defend ourselves, rather than recognizing, oh, wow, I screwed that one up. But I'm going to be on the guard for that
1: one. That was not going to happen again. And so this is actually why really big important
2: occasions like this, I mean, even though it was artificial, it felt really big and
1: important to a whole lot of people. Which means there's really big lessons to learn from it.
2: So that we can actually grow in the sense of not getting hooked on that kind of stuff anymore, that in fact, if you can actually see the game that we're talking about the game of lets you and him fight that was set up, you can see the game and the way that each one of us played our parts in that game, me by being completely absent, but we all played a part in that game and we all got wrapped up in the game ignorantly that if anybody had been woken up, we would have eventually asked our Scott which he actually came down to saying that, yes, he was angry. It would have been good if someone had confronted him right there on the spot. Scott, are you angry? Wow, you're saying such low-class words. I assume that you feel pretty bad right now. But then we can go back into the feeling of being under attack. Because he was just acting the way that any one of you would have acted if you were under attack. I mean, if you were actually really under attack, would you defend yourself, Robert?
4: Yeah. Well, actually, I was really under attack by a guy with a knife, and I fell uh-huh. <laughs> and gave him the self. Um, so you know that you know that I didn't ah. So you gave in,
2: right? You, you defended like yourself by giving house. in. What yeah. would have happened if you'd have fought with him? Sure. Yeah, sure. Think about that. What would have happened if you had actually fought with him? You'd be actually dead.
4: I would not be
1: here today. Yeah, Uh, exactly
2: right. That's what I'm saying. If you actually fought (laughs) with him, be actually dead. And Scott was actually fighting. And in a way he got really actually wounded because he thought it was real. And in fact, it was not your situation was real. Laurent, have you actually ever been in a real situation to where if you didn't defend yourself or if you didn't take the right answer, you're dead meat?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and yes. yeah
7: often the way is just to not get into the fight, right? Or avoid the fight,
2: right? Exactly. Don't fight with them in the reality of it. Well, why can't we do that in these artificial games that people play? Why are so, we so willing way- to fight verbally when we're not about to fight physically? We give so, into
3: yeah, it. <laughs> you know, yes. W- one way of saying, one way of saying that uh, you know it's not real. I think another way of putting it is like it's the the lets you and him fight game is really just not very chill behavior you know it's it's not it's like a little uncouth and it's kind of just insecure and it's kind of it's kind of gross actually and you could see it and be like well geez i'm pretty glad mm-hmm. that i'm not like that and like and mm-hmm. that i didn't see that and that I watch
2: like, out watch, wakey wakey <laughs> look carefully sometimes you might play that
3: game now that you yeah, know what And it, I'm not doing it. And I'm not doing it out. right now. And, that, and <laughs> wow, I'm really glad I don't need to go and play that game. And I can just step aside and avoid playing that game.
2: hmm By seeing everyone as friends, uh, we avoid that game.
4: Just to add to what uh, Laurent and Don Murata were saying, and also Keyshawn, in kind of a different way but similar, I just posted a quote that I love from Nelson Mandela. Um, I never lose. I either win or I learn.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, in this case, we all won, and we all learned. And some of us are going to have some more learning to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay guys well let's finish the call now this has been a hot shot game thank you very much I really appreciate this call thank Thank you you guys this has been great thank Thank you everyone thank thank you guys we'll see you later David do you have any last things to say
1: oh he's gone oh he just
2: left okay (laughs) never mind see y'all bye-bye
1: Bye bye guys. Yeah. Bye. See you guys.